As the lights come up, would you turn in your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 1, chapter 1. And we're going to look at the scripture that Brother Mike read a little while ago. The title of the message tonight, Pass the Time of Your Sojourn Here in Fear. Pass the time of your sojourn here in fear. Now we need to look at that rather carefully for a moment. It's verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Number one, three points tonight. Maybe I can be brief. The question is, are you a sojourner? Now, what is the difference between a settler and a sojourner? The settlers are those who settle in the land, and the world becomes their home. They enjoy the, the fellowship with the world and the flesh and the devil because we have a bent toward that. We have an Adamic nature that likes it. And every one of us arrived here as a settler. When you were born into the world, you were a little baby, and you came to grow up in your home, the home of your parents or guardians or grandparents or somebody who cared about you and loved you, and you became sort of a settler there. Until one day, you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe from your mother or daddy, maybe from a Sunday school teacher, maybe from a soul winner, maybe from a preacher, but you heard the word of God and you had to face the claims of the cross. What will you do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? What will you do with him? You either accept him or reject him. If you reject him, you remain a settler. You remain someone who is accustomed to this world. You like its music. You like its picture shows. You like its dance halls. You like everything that appeals to the Adamic nature. You like it. And we have a whole society today that is growing up as settlers in this country and in our world. This scripture says something different. It rubs the wrong way. He says, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. And look back in verse 15. He who hath called you is holy. Be ye also holy in all manner of life, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth every man according to his works, then pass the time of your sojourn. Apparently this is written to Christians. It's written to people that are not settlers. It's written to people who are sojourners. Now a sojourner is somebody who goes along, we're in this world, and we say, well, this Vanity Fair, that's not my, that's not my taste. Or this type uh, of thing over here, uh, that's just uh, something that's passing and it'll soon pass away. Jesus said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of the life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now we have a hankering after the things of the world. That's the reason people get drunk. That's the reason people get on drugs. 
that's the reason people waste their money in uh, all kinds of booze joints and gambling hell holes and uh, all these little, I hate to say it, some of you will feel like I'm aiming at you. I don't know who does and who doesn't, but all these electric games that you play out at the mall. Mm -hmm. I don't see any amens at all, but I won't tell you. They're not really for God's people. They're for settlers. They're for the people that say, boy, I like this world. I like all these electric things. I like all this gambling stuff. I like all of it. I like my deck of cards and my aces and my spades and my crowns and my kings and so on. Because that's the way the world does it. The way God's people do it is different. Has there come a difference in your life? And so he's saying, if there has come a difference in your life, if you've been saved by the blood of the crucified one, then pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. You become a sojourner. And notice, point number two, that God judges our work. Look in verse 17 again. If ye call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, he looks at our works. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. We're not saved by our works. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're not saved by our works, but listen. But God hath created you in Christ Jesus unto good works. If you're God's child, and you're no longer a settler. This world is not my home, I'm just passing through. You're a sojourner. Then the love of Christ will constrain you. I want to live above the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has caught the joyful sound, the sound of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on heaven's ground. And we can make this earth more like heaven. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 for a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And look at this a moment. Beginning in verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Verse 3. For ye are yet carnal, whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? Now look over verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid in Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall test every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built upon it, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet as by fire. You know what that's saying? There's a natural man who is unsaved. There's a carnal person who has been saved, but he's still hankering after the world. And he's holding on. He says, I'm, I don't, can't decide whether I want to be a settler or a sojourner. And so he hangs on to all the world, the flesh and the devil and all that stuff. And his life gets filled with strife and anger and wrath and clamor and evil speaking and immorality and impurity and all of those things. 
and he builds his life out of wood, hay, and stubble. And when the judgment fires of God come, all that wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up. You say, Lord, look, I went to church often. I, got, I gave testimonies. Well, I even preached. I cast out demons. I did all kinds of things. And Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You see, it is not the works that we do that count in heaven. It's what kind of works we do. If we build on wood, hay, and stubble, and those are things that we brag on, those are things that seem to be righteous and good, and deep inside they're just filled with selfishness. Now, as I preach this message, please know that we don't have a right to point a finger at anybody and say, look, that's what he's doing. Just be, he's just doing that to be seen of men. We don't have a right to do that. But each of us needs to examine his own heart to be sure that isn't true. And so it needs to be preached. When we get to the judgment seat of Christ, the question is going to be, why would you go to church? Did your parents make you? Oh, you just lost interest, you just quit going to church entirely, you didn't care. Wood, hay, and stubble. Or you just put on a front. You were really a fake. But then he says those who build out of gold and silver and precious stones. The gold has to do with character. None of us is perfect. We all have flaws beginning with this preacher and every one of us we're all guilty before God but that gold can be refined and we can build our lives out of the gold character of Jesus I like how Mr. Moody answered a question in the movie film tonight somebody said to Mr. Moody what do you think about drinking and smoking and dancing and all those things and Mr. Moody said I would rather be right on the right side than wrong on the wrong side. He said, I would rather be on Jesus' side. And so, if there's any question about it, I'm going to ask Jesus, and I'm going to get on his side, whatever side that is. And that's building out of gold. And the silver has to do with the souls that are one to Christ. Do we really consider the way I live on any one day may determine the eternal destiny of some soul? I've told you this story before. I don't even like to tell it, but I will. When I was in college, I used to play cards. King, queen, and aces, and all that stuff. Pretty good at it. One night while we were playing cards in Mrs. DeWitt's home across the street from the campus, a guy passed by that I had witnessed to. I wanted to lead him to Jesus very, very much. He passed by. He looked in the window. I didn't know it at all. He passed by. I didn't know anything about it. But the next day, I tried to witness to that guy, and he was cold as a cucumber. Couldn't get anywhere. And 
after a while, somebody came and told me that guy passed by the other night and saw you gambling. And he said he'd been talking to me about Jesus and he was in there gambling. Now, I want to tell you first, I was not gambling. I never did gamble. But I was using the devil's playthings. I tried to witness to him again. Never could get anywhere as far as I know. He's lost. But it taught me a big lesson. I said, Lord, if you'll help me, I'll never play another game of cards, any kind, so that it could be misunderstood. We build our lives out of wood, hay, and stubble, just a bunch of pleasure things, or gold, the quality of character of Jesus, and silver, a concern for lost souls, willing, 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 if need be, to give up anything so I can win somebody to Jesus. Paul said one day, if eating meat offend my brother, I'll eat no meat while the world stands. I want my life to count for Christ. And the precious stones have to do with prayer. The priests bore those stones on, on their chest when they went into the holy place. And those stones represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And as he stood there offering a blood sacrifice, God looked down and counted Israel, those for whom he was praying, those for whom he was pleading, those for whom he was offering that blood sacrifice. And God honored the prayers of the priests. But Jesus changed all that. There's no longer any priest on the earth, but every one of us is a priest. You are a priest. And as you go directly to the throne of grace and you take your burdens there and you take people there and you go with intercessory prayer there, God honors that. And you build your life out of gold and silver and precious stones out of godly character, the character of Jesus, out of concern for lost people and do everything you can to get as many of them on the train to heaven as you can. And then pray your prayer life. God will bless you. And that's what he's saying. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. In fear. In Malachi 3.16, there's a verse that says, there's a book of remembrance written for those who know the Lord. A book of remembrance. And it, you know what it says? Very interesting. It says, the book of remembrance is for those who talk often about the Lord. Do you know that most people can tell what kind of scores there are in the Super Bowl and the basketball and the Gold Bowl and the, and the New Year's Eve Gold and all the New Year's Day Gold and the Christmas Gold, all those things. They know all those scores. That's pretty good. But I want to ask you, how do you score in heaven? When God looks at our lives, can you turn this up a little bit, John? When God looks at our lives, that's too much. <laughs> when God looks at our lives, what does he see there? What are we made of? He said, pass the time of your sojourn here. If you're a sojourner, if you're a saved man or woman, boy or girl, you're a sojourner. You may not understand that, but you're a sojourner. That is, this world is not your home. You're just passing through and you're on the way to Emmanuel's land and it matters how you live in this world while you're on your way to Emmanuel's land. And some people never give it a thought. 
say it's going to snow tomorrow and the next day we have a sunny day. It's going to rain all week and it snows. We're going to have a little, little frost and tiny little flakes of snow we get 28 inches. See, they don't know. God is still in charge of that. Now God is in charge of our lives. Past the time of our sojourning in fear of God. What does the Lord require of thee but to fear God? To walk in the holiness of fear. Children learn this if they grow up in a home where there's discipline. John O. Rice tells the story of his family when they were young. And he, uh, he and his Mrs. Rice had to go home. They had a couple of teenage children. And they said, now you take care of everything and be sure that you turn the lights out at 10 o'clock and go to bed. They came in at 10.30 that night, and the lights were on all over the house. And as they heard the car come in, all of a sudden all the lights began to go out. And they went in the house, and every one of those girls was in bed. He got them all up. He said, you have been caught in disobedience. You didn't know we were coming. You didn't think we'd come home when we told you we would. And he gave them discipline. Now, there's a parable for us. I don't know when Jesus is coming. He may come tonight. He may come tomorrow. He may come before the week is over. He may not come for a thousand years, but every one of us needs to live in such a way that if Jesus should come today, we'd have no shame before him at his coming. John wrote in 1 John chapter 2, My little children, I write these things unto you, that ye not be ashamed before him at his coming. Blushing faces, how tragic. If you call on the Father, who without respect judges our lives and looks at us, he weighs us day by day past the time of your sojourning here in fear. Bel Belteshazzar, the great king of Babylon, was weighed in the balances of public opinion was adored. He was weighed in the balances of his own conscience and was convicted. He was weighed in the balance of God and he was condemned. And that very night, in the fifth chapter of Daniel, his life was taken from him. And Babylon, great Babylon, What do you weigh in your own conscience? What do you weigh in public opinion? What does God say when he weighs our actions and our lives? 
if you're saved, past the time of your sojourning here in fear. Let me encourage us to do everything we can to honor Christ with our lives. More holiness give me, more striving within. More like the master I would ever be. Jesus, I want to be on your side of every question. Now, you know we can leave tonight saying, well, the service was long, they had a lot of music, and the preacher didn't ever quit preaching. You can say that. Or you can leave tonight weighing yourself and asking the question, am I really a sojourner? Have I been saved? Am I different from the settlers all around me? Am I different from all the multitudes that run to evil? Am I really a sojourner in this world? Am I on my way to the mountain beyond the cross and beyond the sunset over into God's wonderful heaven? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. After we're saved, God wants, God wants us to be baptized. And then he wants us to read the word and come to church and be faithful to him in all things and let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works and glorify him in heaven. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you that you've given us so much counsel, wise counsel in the word of God. Thank you that these truths from the word of God will be forever. And we pray that someone here tonight will heed this truth and become a sojourner. And if we're already sojourners, we'll determine we're not going to act like we're settlers. We're not going to live like it and eat like it and, and drink like it and have our games like it. We're going to be different. And then, Lord, help us to have a good time in the work of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand, please? I want to tell you, somebody said, the worst day I have now is much, much better than the best day I used to have without Christ. When you know Jesus as your Savior, he lifts loads, he brightens roads, and he blesses your life. It's not hard to be a sojourner, but it's very, very hard to be a settler. Now, for the short run, it looks easy. You can do what everybody else does. You enjoy peer pressure. You can do, get pressed into molds and so on. But to be a sojourner, you have to be a pace setter. I don't know about you, but that's sort of fun. <laughs> you go into a restaurant where they're all cussing and swearing. You just walk up to them and smile real big and say, you're talking about my friend. Do you know him? Who are you talking about? Well, didn't I hear you talking about Jesus? He, he's my friend. And they don't know what to do. See, they, they're not used to sojourners. They're used to settlers. They just come along and laugh with you. I believe God wants this church today to be different from the world. There's some in this room tonight who, who cannot be different because you've never been changed. You've never been born again. You're maybe a member of the church but you've never been saved. There's a song that says, the strength of youth we lay at Jesus' feet today. I dare young people 
to put their all on the altar and say, God, use me, use me, and you'll have the hilarious time of your life. It's a, it's a lot of fun to serve the Lord. It's not a drag. Uh, the drag is out there with the settlers. They're just hooked into all that kind of stuff. You and I are free. We're sojourners. We're free to be pace setters, to say, come on, go with me to Emmanuel's land. We're having a great time, and God will use you. Now tonight, if you're not saved, I want to encourage you to come to Christ, just as you are. I'd like to meet you right here at the front and pray with you. If you have been saved, but you have not been baptized, and God has put that on your heart, and you're willing to follow Jesus in baptism, you come tonight. However God speaks to your heart, and there may be somebody here who wants to offer his life to Christ. And just say, Lord, I'm tired of acting like a settler. I want to be a sojourner and go on with Christ. While we sing, what number? 361, will you come?